What's going on, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers and Lions fans? This is Derek Oakry, your host of the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, and this is normally where I tell you about one of our great sponsors, but today I want to tell you about my other podcast. It's on the Believe Podcasting Network. It's with Lions legendary safety, Benny Blades. You got to check it out. It's called B-L-E-A-V. They pronounce that Believe in Lions on the Believe Podcasting Network. Me and Benny have a ton of fun. We make each other laugh. We talk Lions. You get great football stories from Benny. And I don't know, he happens to mention, I don't know, five plus times a show about his stories from the U. You know, he started at the University of Miami. Talks all about that. So please go to your favorite podcast platform. Type in B-L-E-A-V in Lions. It'll come right up for you. Please hit that subscribe button. Share it with a friend. Check it out today. Believe in Lions. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Drink it in, man. Deep left side carry-on. Picks on the block. At the five. At the two. At the one to the end zone. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Drink it in, man. Get up, Stafford throws. It is end zone. Baby, what a catch! Kenny Galladay, you're a freak! What a catch! Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! I love the Lions! Say it with me! I love the Lions! Drink it in, Welcome to the Detroit Kool-Aid, everybody. It is um, Griff coming at you here on a Friday um, solo show this week. So uh, Derek got to tell you about the Colts game. I'm sure everybody wants me to uh, chime in on that as well. Obviously, my uh, prediction of picking the Colts would uh, jinx them with a Lions victory. That didn't work, so I'll just touch base on that in a second. Don't want to go too deep into that. But uh, it is Friday, so everybody knows what happens here. This is going to be the weather report. It was beautiful here in Michigan this week, and uh, you know we're talking 60s again. I mean, where'd this come from? This is like September weather, and it's going to be like mid to high 60s this weekend. Means you know once again, no worries about um, you know bad weather, but you still want to watch the Lions game. They are up in Minnesota this week, and uh, maybe college football on Saturday. But with it being such nice weather, it's like one of those things. I'm going to tell you. I know I told you to put it away before, but you're going to want to dig the grill out. You're either looking at burgers, steaks, you know. Anything like that you want to cook on the grill because this is going to be a grilling weekend here. So beautiful, sunny, dig out the grill, get some steaks, burgers, watch the game, have a great time. And as always, TGIF, thank God it's Friday. So like I said, don't want to you know beat the game death too much about the Colts and uh, was kind of disappointed in them, thought the, uh, the defense, you know, I don't want to say let us down, but, you know, and everybody's, I know people are blaming Matt Stafford for that with the pick six, and he missed a few passes. But once again, the offense does look a little pedestrian without Kenny Galladay. He, he exited with the 
hip injury, and that really kind of set them back. But still, the defense, you know, they got a little pressure here and there. And I thought they had a pretty decent third quarter. But uh, still, you know, missing the pass rush at times. Guys wide open. Just real disappointing. And I guess it's just time to move on to Minnesota. So that's all I'm going to say about that game. We're just gonna we're just gonna go on. Got Everson Griffin coming now, so uh, hopefully that helps. Um, one thing I did want to mention about the game. I saw this earlier about uh, Reggie Ragland, and he talked about how you know I think this quote was you know he doesn't care what the critics say. They sit behind the desk. They don't play. You know it's it's tough to win in this league if you're taking on a one win team, a two win team. It's tough no matter what. He doesn't want to hear it. You know he doesn't like the disparaging comments. And I read that, and all I could think to myself was like, um, Hi Reggie Ragland, welcome to how the other half live. I mean what you went to college in what Alabama. I mean, does anybody say a disparaging word about, you know, the Crimson Tide down there besides Auburn Tiger fans? No, so I highly doubt there's ever a bad word wrote about you guys, and you guys just dominated the SEC. And then what, you come into the pros, and you're in Kansas City, and you got Patty Mahomes, you win the Super Bowl, so everything's shining bright, so it's looking all good. So then you sign with Detroit, you know, hoping, you know, everything gets turned around, but no, the team is struggling this year. Let's be honest, three and four, not exactly where you wanted it to be. So you're all like going to be talking about how the, it's the critics, the, all the, uh, all the scribes, all the reporters, naysayers out there. You're not going to worry about what they say. Well, I'm sorry, man, that's kind of falling on deaf ears because it, it just almost kind of seems like you really don't care about us fans. I mean, you know, I know Derek rips on me. I've been here for a while. You know, ooh, the poor, the poor fan. But you're Reggie Ragland. Here's an idea. Why don't you be better? You know, you want to help the team win? Why don't you be better? I saw somebody um, was out there, and I saw a comment like, he's a blitzing linebacker, and they don't blitz. Well, I mean, if that's the case, then Reggie Ragland signed with the wrong team. I mean, if he knew he was a blitzing linebacker, and this team didn't blitz, I mean, if you don't know that, your agent should. But obviously the price is right for you to come here. So yeah, everybody knows this team doesn't blitz. They want to depend on their front four to get the pressure. They run through defensive backs to be able to cover for an extended period amount of time waiting for that pocket to collapse. I mean, we've seen it the last couple years. They blitz very rarely. And if Reggie Ragland is a blitzing linebacker and they're misusing him, they're obviously not going to tailor their defense for Reggie Ragland. Okay, let's face it. He not that great. I mean, so for him to come in here and be like, oh, I'm not going to worry about the critics. Okay, Reggie, why don't you just be better? I mean, I saw you, I saw you, you know, your backside a few times as you're chasing guys down on, on Saturday. I've seen that a few other times as well. So how about, yep, you just not worry about the critics. You show up at the pay window on Tuesday, grab your paycheck, you know, and I'm sure you're pretty happy with your performance. But, yeah, don't worry about the critics because, you know, they've never played in the league, even though there's guys I hear commentators on all the time, you know, guys that used to play, you know, talk about, you know, where the team is at. And the worst part about it is, I mean, with Atlanta, there was some of the pundits were starting to like, hey, Detroit still has a chance, you know, look at this game, this Colts game. And then the defense really fell on its face again. I mean, yeah, there was a pick six, but still, they gave up some points. It's not like, you know, it was the pick six and the Lions lost seven nothing. It was, you know, that defense was, you know, on the field a lot. So, you know, Reggie, why don't you pump the brakes, try to be a little more humble, you know, with the Lions fans and the critics. Here's an idea. You know how you don't get, you know, blam-basted in the media and by, by fans? Win. There you go. Win. So, you came here. I don't know what you were expecting. You, 
obviously played in college. You were on a dominant team that didn't have a whole lot of naysayers down there. You probably didn't have to read a whole lot of bad headlines there. You were in Kansas City. It was a good team there. So you didn't probably didn't have to read a whole lot there. So you come to Detroit. Realize what you're stepping into. So that sound bite, whatever you're saying, just makes it sound tone deaf to the people that are here. Okay? A lot of people complain about Matt Stafford doesn't have the fire. Matt Stafford once again said, blame this one on me. I'll take it. And, yeah, Stafford didn't have the greatest game of all. He did throw the pick six, but still. I mean, he knows what he knows what the fans are looking for here. And he has a lot of people doubting him here. A lot of people want to show him the door. But still, he knows how to be humble. He knows what to do. Um, why don't you take a little note from him there, Reggie Ragland, you know, as opposed to just being your mediocre linebacker self. So, good talk, though, man. Yeah, way to show up. Uh, another guy that uh, a lot of people had some hopes for going into the season and ultimately cut simply because of the running back room, and that's Bo Scarborough. Um, came um, He was activated to the team. Lions cut him after they signed with Jonathan Williams from the Redskins. I mean, a lot of people thought they did that because he played for the Colts, and he might be able to give them a little bit of an edge on what the team was looking to do, something like that. But still, I remember in the preseason, I asked around. I remember when uh, Logan was on the call, on the podcast with us, and Derek, I, I posed the question, you know, was Bo Scarborough guaranteed a spot? And I realized that was before the Lions had signed Adrian Peterson. But still, there was a spot. I think we were even having him at the fourth running back position, at the number four running back. But obviously the Lions feel that uh, they have other running backs who can fill his need. Maybe he has pretty much the same skill set that uh, Adrian Peterson has. And obviously Adrian Peterson, even though he's a little getting there a little long in the tooth, he's still producing some numbers. And he's obviously doing what Bo Scarborough can do. So... And he's obviously so much better than Bo Scarborough. So, Bo, I mean, you did some nice stuff for us. It's, you know, you put up you put up some decent stance. You kind of gave your fans here a glimmer. I don't know if you'll be on the speed dial in case one of the running backs get hurt or injured. Or if, you know, Jonathan Williams, they just kept him around for the few, you know, uh, I don't know, a few sound bites or a few, uh, you know, insights to what the Colts may do on offense. But, uh you know, Bo Scarborough, I wouldn't mind seeing you back in a in a jersey at some point here with the Lions because um I, th- I thought you did pretty decent and I you know I liked what your skill set. You were a hard runner. You ran upright. You could run over some people, and um that's one of the things that uh, I think the Lions always kind of need. Can't always uh, scoot around everybody here in the league and make people miss. Sometimes you just need to get those hard few yards, and you're a guy that can do that. Do that. But uh, once again, I mean that's what we have Adrian Peterson for. So once again, it was just a very stacked. Uh, running back room and it's just a numbers game and we all know it's the pros but Bo Scarborough I'll be sad to see you go buddy I, I, I really really will now um before I really get into breaking down where we'll be with the Vikings game here um just want to talk about you know Everson Griffin and um Adrian Peterson and I know Derek wants me like Adrian Peterson but he does it so much better than me so Derek that's for you there you go um, like I said on, on a prior show, and I know Derek's right on a couple uh, of his tweets as well, um, the uh, Everson Griffin tweet about, you know, he's happy to come to Detroit, let's get started, let's get going. It's obviously going to be a bigger role for him. I think everybody was just kind of thinking maybe he would just be a third down, you know, specialist, pass rushing specialist. But now with uh, Trey Flowers, you know, put on the IR, 
I mean, Everson Griffin, I think more stuff's going to have to fall on him now. Um, it would have been nice to see those bookend guys. Flowers was, you know, starting to produce, you know, starting to, you know, have a splash play here and there, you know, starting to get some pressure on it, making some nice plays. But um, with him injured, I think this falls, once again, we're kind of back in the boat where we were. We have one defensive end, and Romeo Quara has been doing better, but I don't know if that's the guy you really want to pin all your hopes on. So us Lions fans here, and I know after the Grifferson trade, we were all stoked for it. But uh, a lot's going to fall on him. And I know he's going to be really stoked to go to his prior team, especially with, you know, up in Minnesota, where they, you know, he just wreaked havoc on Matt Stafford. It always seemed like he was in the backfield. If you double-teamed him, you know, somebody on the other end, you know, Daniil Hunter, whoever was on the other end, you know, I think Jared Allen was up there for, you know, near the end of his career when Everson Griffin got up there. You know, you couldn't double team one, or you have to, you know, keep a max protection in. But still, you know, Everson Griffin always seemed to be in the backfield, making plays, breaking up running plays. Um, so hopefully he's got some of that left in the tank. I know that's what the Lions are, you know, banking on that he has that. He's got that motor. They're trying to, you know, squeeze every last drop of football out of him. And with him, you know, starting the first game back up in Minnesota, I'm sure his his blood's going to be ramped for it, and he's going to be hyped to do it. And I know he's a pro, and he's used to the big situations with the bright lights and games like this. So I think it's going to be one of those things. I'm not going to see a lot of dumb penalties out of him. You know, false starts. You know, he might be he might be doing some yapping, but he's a pro, and um, he's been there before. So I think he's going to be able to at least keep his emotions under control, facing his former team, where I don't think he's going to do anything stupid to cost the Lions any any yards. So I'm not worried about personal fouls. You know, anything like that. But um. I think he's just going to hes gonna be amped up for this game. He's going to show what he's got left and show the team that didn't believe in him. It's like, hey, I can still be here. I should still be. And, you know, maybe you know, you're know you going to be sorry I'm gone. And he's gonna, just going to put up a big game, wreaking havoc, and a lot's going to be needed on him. It's not like he's coming fresh off the street where he was um, not playing. Obviously, he, he was on a team and made a trade for him, so he should still be in, in condition, you know, and shouldn't have to worry about that. But I'm just looking for him to really make some plays, especially on Kirk Cousins. And everybody knows how I think about Kirk Cousins. He obviously, he not that great. But he's going to have to come up big since, you know, Minnesota's got Dalvin Cook back. And we all saw what he did last week against uh, the Green Bay Packers. So, um, as for Adrian Peterson, uh, he's going to be another one that... Um, I think he's just going to be amped to go back up there. I mean, he's obviously been gone a little longer than Everson Griffin has. But still, he's going to be want to show these guys that, you know, this is what I, I can still do. I still got tread on the tires. I'm still, you know, a very integral part of the game. And uh, he can be a big integral part of this offense. Um, still one of those things, though, if he's got the hot hand and he's breaking off runs, making good runs, you know, you know, feed him. I got it. I understand, I completely understand it. I know a lot of fans are calling to see more DeAndre Swift. It seems like some games they, they feed him swift the ball, some games they don't. And, and it was kind of hit or miss. But I think this is the game where you know, you start you feed Peterson. And if this guy's producing, you just ride that hot hand. And I know it might be the to the detriment of DeAndre Swift this game or on Johnson, but still. I mean, if he's out there, you know, breaking tackles, breaking off young runs, getting those hard yards that this team needs, you leave him in there. I mean, I think he's going to be really amped for this and going back up to Minnesota. I mean, for the number of years that he played there. And he's another one of those guys. For the longest time, he wreaked havoc 
on Detroit when you know when the Lions played against Adrian Peterson. I mean, he's obviously one of the all-time greats, and it was one of those guys that you always had to like really you know circle when you played him. It's like we really need to try to contain this guy as much as possible. And I think this could be one of those games that's what they look to do with him. You know, try to feed him and really get his motor going. And I believe one of those, Adrian Peterson's one of those running backs that the more carries you give him, the more the more froth they get going, the more they're amped up to, to get the ball and, you know, break those tackles and bust off those runs. I really feel Adrian Peterson's still that running back. He can still do that. I mean, he may really feel it on Monday morning this, you know, next week. But still, I mean, you got to you got to do it then. Yeah, I realize today's game is you got to have there's no more workhorse back, there's no more bell cow. You got to split everything up and everything's almost a little specialized and like I mentioned on a previous episode, it seems like when Adrian Peterson's in there, you're cutting out half the playbook and so teams can just really focus on the plays that he may be doing. But still, I mean, it's one of those things if the team knows, okay, he's in there. He's not going to catch a ball out of the backfield. Or it might not be a passing down since he's not the best pass blocker. Okay, he can really focus on the run. That would be, you know, his opportunity to show what he's got. And they mentioned it before on a previous episode that he likes running behind a fullback. But the Lions seem to be doing a lot more, you know, you know, obviously a lot of three wide out sets where they don't have the fullback in there. And uh, he's, he's trying to pick and choose his own hole. And some games it works and some days it doesn't. But he's got to be the guy. You just got to really feed him, get him the ball, you know, get him going. Let's see what he can do. You know, really help us control the control the clock and keep Dalvin Cook off the field. And um, I'm not worried. I mean, Kirk Cousins threw up some numbers against the Lions last year in a couple games, and everybody's like, "Oh, look at his stats." But you know, once again, I always say it. You know, there's a reason why Washington never gave him a big contract his first year in Minnesota. He won that great. Uh, last year he found a little bit and he was you know something a little special but still I think that's more of an anomaly than uh, than who what Kirk Cousins really is I believe he's just a very average to below average quarterback game manager and it's somebody you can take advantage of so I think with them having Dalvin Cook back you know they're going to really need to feed Adrian Peterson and I think it's got to be a big game for both Everson Griffin and Adrian Peterson this Sunday for for the Lions to um be able to go in Minnesota and maybe steal a victory. So looking at that, hoping that they uh you know they really come through big and that the you know Daryl Bevel you know realizes that I believe he does. Uh, Corey Unlean I believe uh, he realized that as well. He he just can't use Everson Griffin as your straight third down back and leave your defensive ends as you know Deshaun Hand, Romeo Orquara or Whoever, whoever else they might, you know, bring up, you know, put Griffin out there. The guy's probably in game shape. Let him play. He knows what this team can do. And let's face it, I, I still believe Minnesota's offensive line ain't that great. And we all know Rick Wagner. He was here in Detroit. He ain't that great. You know, so you can go out there. You know, get get your stats, Everson Griffin, Adrian Adrian Peterson. Go out there, get your stats. You know, have have a big game against your former club. So um. Let's do this. Uh, we got Minnesota here, and up in Minnesota, it seemed like a little bit, you know, of the uh, shine has gone off the season a little bit with the disappointing loss to the Colts. There was a lot of high hopes. I know me and Derek, once again, were both back out drinking the Kool-Aid, you know, still trying to drink the Kool-Aid. Obviously, the playoffs are still within sight, you know, the next few games they got coming up. You know, yeah, Minnesota went up to Green Bay and, you know, put up a lot of points there. Still, 
their defense, you know, held Rodgers in check for a little bit, but he still got his. And then, you know, Detroit has, you know, that one, then the Washington Football Club um, coming into town and then down to Carolina and then, you know, the Texans for Thanksgiving. So, once again, these are still winnable games and we thought we're looking, oh, maybe they could rattle off, you know, seven wins in a row and, and, and as as predicted before, they're a little inconsistent, and that was one of their games where their defense kind of showed up, and everybody's like, "This that's the real Lions right there. That defense right there is the real Lions, you know, and they're just kind of beating up on cupcake teams. But as we saw, Atlanta, since they made the coaching change, they've actually really improved as well. So I still think it says a little something going down to Atlanta coming off with that W. Um, even though a couple of ranks did go the Lions' way, they were able to take advantage of it. And um, coming back to Ford Field and – you know, losing to the Colts that way, it left a sour taste on a lot of fans' mouth. Once again, the calling for Matt Patricia's head, Quinn's head that, you know, got stoked up and amped up as well, where people were looking, you know, for that to happen, wanting it to happen once again. So, Matt, Pat, you want those you want those calls to go away? Just, you know, you have to go out and win. And once again, get back on the horse, you know, up here in Minnesota this week. Um, I know with, once again, before the season started, I broke down the teams, and I thought... Um, Minnesota's running game, obviously, with Dalvin Cook, I believe was superior to the um, Lions game, uh, Lions running back game. I, I've said it before, Dalvin Cook gets his yards because he's Dalvin Cook. That offensive line in Minnesota ain't that great. There's a lot of average guys up there. There's a no great wall up there blocking for him. There's, not, there's nothing like that. It's a bunch of average guys, and Dalvin Cook gets his yards because he's that great. And... I think even if you try to stack the box again, some of the guys, you know, powerful enough, you can bust over a couple guys. He's fast enough to get to the outside, breakaway speed. I mean, we saw what he had, the 50-yard touchdown reception against um, the Packers. And he's obviously got fresh legs with being out a few weeks, being injured. So it's going to be a real difficult game for the defense. But uh, it's going to be one of those things that I think they're going to have to make it one side. They're going to have to really jam that box and hope that, um, you know, a-O and Jeff Okuda and Coleman, they can really, you know, do the job shutting down those wide receivers. I mean, and Thielen's there. I mean, he's, he's decent, you know, decent to good. Um, BC Johnson, he kind of showed up last year against the Lions, and we're all scratching our head like, who the hell's this guy? Um, the guy with Justin Jefferson, the rookie up there, he's, he's damn good. So... And we all saw you know, last week against the Colts and in other weeks and, you know, against Atlanta, for some odd reason, the Lions have trouble guarding the tight end. And, you know, Minnesota has a couple good tight ends. So this is going to have to be another one of those weeks where, you know, Matt Patricia is going to come and have to come up with a game plan. And we thought, you know, they would – Atlanta's wide receivers, you know, in their game would just run wild all over them. And they didn't. You know, the Lions put together – good defensive game plan and stopped him and it looks, seems like they put a little pressure on Matt Ryan here and there um, against the against Phillip Rivers and the Colts I mentioned how the Colts were coming off a bye week and Frank Reich's a good coach and they were obviously prepared they took advantage of the Lions holes in their defense um, but still it seemed like there were points where the Lions didn't blitz and once again Phillip Rivers one of those old wily veteran quarterbacks that have seen everything and they just didn't seem to bring any pressure on him they just you know hoping the front four would get to him and there's a couple times they did but more often than not, it didn't happen, and Philip Rivers was able to pick apart the Lions' defense. Kirk Cousins, I think it's one of those guys. Everybody's like, oh, he's got a cool head. He's a game manager. 
I think you've got to bring you got to bring pressure against this guy. Even with the wide receivers this team has, the Titans they have, Dalvin Cook, you, you still got to bring pressure against Kel, Kirk Cousins. I think he's shown in the past that if you get in his face, he gets rattled pretty easy. I mean, this team didn't start out what 0-5 or whatever it was, you know, out of sheer luck because oh, we we're missing Dalvin Cook, but still, obviously, Kirk Cousins isn't the guy that you can trust to go out there and win you games. Like I said last year, I was believe was more of an anomaly than what what he really is as a quarterback. So this is where Matt Patricia and Corey Unley got to dial up some pressures. You know, they got they got to come with some you know stuff that you know maybe you know Kirk Cousins been around a while, but you know. Defensive genius, come on, man. You know, dial up some stuff. I mean, Derek likes to tout, you know, Jared Davis. You know, he's got the speed to blitz. Fine, bring him. Go out there, you know, get him on the field. Get in that backfield. The offensive line of Minnesota is not that great. Go out there and, you know, throw some blitzes in there. Get in Kirk Cousins' face. Make him throw some bad throws. Hopefully your your um, cornerbacks can, you know, control those wide receivers. And, you know, I don't know, Jamie Collins or whoever you got out there, you know, you know, with – uh. Irv Smith Jr., you know, trying to control the tight ends. You know, Reggie Ragland, he's a blitzing linebacker. Fine, use him. It doesn't seem like I've ever seen that guy blitz. He just seems like he's out there, you know, um, as one of the middle linebackers in some of your sets. Uh, Jelani Tavai, as Derek said, he, he, he still seems like he's, you know, he doesn't read plays well. He's slow. I saw the back of his jersey chasing a lot of people against the Colts like a a lot of other weeks, so I'm about ready to say, like, okay, scrap him and, and put Davis back on the field. I know that sounds bad, and everybody knows how much I love Jared Davis, but still, I mean, I think it might be time just to try to get his speed back on the field, because watching Jelani Tavai running oatmeal with his cement shoes, is it's pretty pathetic to watch, and that guy's just, he has zero quicks, and it's just it's getting really painful to watch, and that guy seems total bust right now. My uh, comparison is a poor man's Chris Spielman. Yeah, I'm gonna eat that one because, uh, yeah, I mean, I think Chris Spielman, if he found me on the street, he'd obviously punch me for saying that because I think even he now realizes that uh, Jelani Tavai, he ain't that great, you know, and it's just it's just really poor to see him. So. I think the Lions on defense, they need to bring pressure, try to stuff the box to shut down Dalvin Cook, and hopefully they, the one-on-one can hold those wide receivers in check. Put pressure on Kirk Cousins, especially the third and longs. Against Colts, the Colts did have some third and longs, and they were just bringing the front four, and those guys were not getting in there. And Phillip Rivers was just picking them apart. You know, Kirk Cousins, obviously, he's a game manager. He did it against the Lions a couple times last year. Don't let that happen again this year. Get in his face. Do that. Pressure them. Do that. That's 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 what they that's what they need to do with that defense to try to you know stay within you know shooting range of this team. Um, as for the offense, um, Minnesota's defense, I ranked it pretty high going into the season. I mean, I thought that you know they had the best safeties out there. I, th- I thought their cornerbacks were okay. Um, I thought their linebackers were were decent. I mean, you know what, what they had out there. Um, their defensive line, I mean, was talking Daniel Hunter, you know, was now hurt. They traded for Ngakwe, who they traded away. Um, still, this Minnesota's defense, this isn't the old purple people eaters. I mean, you know, Jim Marshall, Carl Eller, Alan Page, Gary Zimmerman, those guys aren't out there. Heck, Joey Browner's not out there, and that guy was a stud when he played. I mean, Xavier Rhodes, I mean, Derek made fun of me. I go, I like him, you know, I think he's good. He's like, oh, he's slow, he runs this, but Xavier Rhodes played pretty good against Detroit with the Colts, so, I mean, I always thought he played pretty good when he was on Minnesota, but uh, this defense can be scored upon. 
a lot of teams have scored upon them. I mean, Atlanta scored upon them, went up there, and got that's where they got their first win. Um, even though Green Bay, I don't know if Green Bay, like maybe read a few of the press clippings, took them a little light, thinking that they had them in Lambeau. But still, they showed up, and you know they they scored 22 against them. It's not like Minnesota was losing games, you know, 13 to 10. The offense wasn't scoring; their defense was giving up some points, so they can be had. And so, we've all seen the Lions' offense when Galladay is is not in there, and he's you know not looking good for Sunday. And the offense can be very pedestrian. So at this point, Daryl Bevel, you need to start scheming some things. I don't know if this is calling for more of you know Jamal Agnew. Uh, it seemed like Marvin Jones that you know showed up. He had, he had a good game against the Colts. It's got to be another one of those as well. Um, seemed like they were trying to feed Hawkinson the ball a little more against the Colts. I believe it's got to be another another one of those things. Um, Jesse James, Isaac Nada at tight end. I mean, we all know what they can do. Um, I don't know if Cephas finally, you know, maybe gets back on the field as well with Galladay being hurt. Um, I, I don't know. It's just, I think they're going to have to run the ball an awful lot this game. This is where the offensive line that looked very porous against the Colts defense. And the Colts have a good defense. I said that preview in the game. I, the Colts have one of the better defenses in the league. The, the offensive line had a lot of trouble. Vi, um, how Vitae showed it's starting, you know, Derek said it before, he's terrible. I said, give him a few games. Derek, I'm in the bandwagon with you. That guy's terrible at right tackle. He got beat like a dusty rug so many times against the Colts. And I realize Minnesota doesn't have the defensive ends that the Colts did, but still, he doesn't look good in there. He looks like he's more of an interior guard. They had Joe Dahl down there. I saw the hit the back of his jersey an awful lot as he was getting beat. So I don't know if it's just maybe because it was a little bit of rust from his game, you know, first game back, but he looked utterly terrible. It seemed like the offensive line was more cohesive when they had Decker and Jackson and Ragnow and um, Vitae at right guard and Crosby out at right tackle. I think that might be something they have to go back to. Um, and there was games where they were opening holes, guys were getting big runs. So I think that might be the offensive line they have to go back to. I know they want to get Joe Dahl out there, and he was impressive. You know, he was really coming into his own, but he looked really, really bad against the Colts. And I know the Lions are one of those teams, for some reason, they do that rotational guard thing, which makes no sense to me. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to a lot of people. But I'm calling for the offensive line of to go back to, you know, what they had when they had, you know, Decker, Jackson, Ragnow, Hale, Vitae, and Crosby. Uh, Crosby, you know, he was, you know, he wasn't that great, but he he was a lot better than what Hell Vitae looked out there. Hell Vitae looked awful bad out there, and Joe Dahl, you know, he looked he looked really bad. The, you weren't hearing too many good job, Joe Dahls, in that game. You weren't hearing that at all. So this is going to be one of those games where the defense can be scored upon, but I don't think the Lions with Out Galladay, they're going to have to, I believe, run the ball more. They might have to do more you know, wheel routes to the back, you know, to Swift out of the backfield, you know, get him the ball some. You know, if the line, if the Lions line is open to the ball, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, you know, feed it to Adrian Peterson. Everybody knows he's going to he's gonna want to have a big game against his former club. It's um, probably, you know, besides, you know, having, he mentioned having Daryl Bevel as the offensive coordinator here. Also, you know, being able to take on Minnesota, you know, twice a year, being able to take on, you know, Green Bay and the Bears twice a year, you know, being in this division for so long, it's, you know, it's what he wants to do. So let's feed him the ball, you know, get some swing passes to the running back side of the backfield. Maybe he's carry on a little more as well. 
you know, try to use Hawkinson. I, I don't believe Minnesota's linebackers are all that great, and I think this might be one of those games where Hawkinson can have one of those big games that we're always looking for. Um, obviously, the defensive backfield, I believe, is going to roll the coverage more towards um, Marvin Jones. Um, Hall had a, a, a good game for the Lions um, last week against the Colts, but let's face it, he's no Kenny Galladay. So and you're, going to, you're going a little thin at wide receiver this week. So you're going to have to use your tight ends. You're going to have to use your running backs out of the backfield a little more. Stafford, I mean, you know what this defense can do. You know what's on there. You guys have won up in Minnesota before. I mean, it was one of those places even when your team was struggling a little bit, you went up there and won. So, I mean, it's not that house of horrors like the old Lambeau Field used to be or even Soldier Field. I mean, you guys can go win up there. It just um, It's going to be a big game for you guys uh, to try to put some uh, – you know, some of that Kool-Aid back in the uh, into the mouths of Lions fans. Because, I mean, obviously it went sour pretty quick after the showing against the Colts. And, you know, let's face it. I mean, the Colts are a lot better than what the Minnesota Vikings are. And it's like a whole lot of people aren't there saying, well, Minnesota's like, they're, they're, their record's not good, but they're still a good team. You know, they're still a good, you know, two-win team. No, Minnesota not that great. Dalvin Cook's back. Yeah, sure, he's back, but... They were losing games when they had Dalvin Cook before, so the defense can be scored upon. Lions are just going to have to show that. So with that being said, I guess I'll get to my prediction time here. I don't know if it's one of those things where I want to try it again, where I pick against Detroit, hoping that jinx the team they're playing. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. So I'm just going to tell you straight up here. Uh, Galladay's missing. The offense looks awful pedestrian. I think once again the Lions... Um, who they're playing the defense is going to stack the box, try to stop the run. Um, offensive line's been way too inconsistent, so I think that's what defense are going to have, have to do. I believe they feel they can shut down the Lions wide receivers. Marvin Jones may be the only one that really scares the defense um, out of the wide receiving crew that's left. Amendola, you know, he's been kind of really hit or miss this year. I don't think he's done nearly as well he has has past year or even last year. So. I mean, Hawkinson might have to be the guy to go to, but still, I don't think they fear the Lions wide receiver set. So they're going to stack the box, stop the run, and um, I think the Lions are going to have trouble stopping Dalvin Cook no matter what they do. Um, there was points, you know, where the run defense did show up and showed up pretty good against the Colts, but I don't know. I, Dalvin Cook's Dalvin Cook. You know, he's one of the best in the league when healthy, and he's healthy. And we all saw that against Green Bay. So... This game, once again, is going to be a tough one. Go up to Minnesota. I'm going to pick the Lions to lose. I think uh, this final score, this one's going to be uh, Minnesota 27. And the Lions, um, I'm going to go 20. So uh, Minnesota 27, Lions 20. I know people are like probably turning me off because like, oh, Mike's just a boo-hoo sayer. But that's just how I feel with this one. You know, Minnesota's a tough place to play. As Reggie Ragland knows, if you're taking on a one-win team or two-win team, it's tough to win in this league. So, uh you know, that's what I'm going with. Uh, appreciate everybody listening. I know um, I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid this week, but still there's some winnable games after this that can really put the Lions in the playoff hunt that I'm kind of banking more on this one. I thought they were going to lose this one at the beginning of the season, so that's where I'm going to go with this one as well. So once again, everybody, I appreciate listening. Um, you know, if you don't agree with me, hit me up on Twitter at, at DKC or feel free to call in on the call-in line at 989-272-3484 or leave a text. And uh, if it's uh, like Derek said, if it's good, uh, we'll get you on the show. I don't even care if it's bad. I, I just want to hear from other people as well. You know, it's you know, it's nice talking to Derek, and I know we kind of get fed up with each other, but, you know, comments from other people that we can answer the questions, that'd be great. So uh, if you like what you hear, you know, give us a good review and, um, you know, tell your friends about us. And uh, we appreciate everybody. So uh, once again, 
you know, everybody drinking in, man. Have a good weekend. Back to back, Drink it in.